Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Okay, we're here. Hello, welcome back. (laughs) Yes, it's episode seven and it's now August. I can't believe it's August. I know, it's gone so quickly this year, hasn't it? And we've not done an awful lot. No. What have you been up to then? Well, I've been up to more than I have in the last few months, so that's good. Um, I finally started doing some cakes again, which is nice. That's quite impressive. Good for a sugar craft podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I've uh, done a Minecraft one for my friend's grandson, who I've made all his cakes for pretty much since he was born. Um, So that was fun. Lots of little squares. Lots and lots of little squares. How big was it? Um, Well, the board was, I think, 10 inches. It was a six inch cube. So every side was six inch square. So yeah, I've made the Minecraft one. I've also done a nice little dance cake for my cousin's daughter's 18th birthday. It's very pretty. Yes, I'm quite pleased with that. I've got another one to do in a few weeks' time. Um, So yeah, back on the cake... Although last year I did say no more cakes in August because it's too hot, but I felt the fact that I've done literally none since March, I might make Everyone's an... scrabbling yeah, around. I might make an exception. So I have, against my better judgment, baked in this weather. That's hot. Mm. Yesterday was 36 degrees. Yes. It's insane. Although the rest of the week hasn't been like this and it's a lot cooler today, but it is hot. Um, I have been to the Lido, so that was very nice. That opened up a few weeks ago. There's one in Charlton just down the road. Yeah. Um, You had to book on the app to make sure they could trace you if there's any problems. And they've reduced capacity by quite a lot and done double width lanes. You're not allowed to do backstroke in case you like bump into people. And they've got little slots you can book on. So I picked a quiet slot and I went when there was, they've got an outdoor cycle studio as well. So they've got their... Oh, okay. Spin classes on. So I went and there was spin, so there was music. (laughs) Always the best way. It was lovely. There was only like four people in my lane. Really? Yeah. It was lovely. Really lovely. Oh. And outdoors. I didn't pick too hot a day because I thought I'll just be blinded by the sun and I'll burn to a frazzle. So yeah, it was really pleasant. They've got outdoor changing rooms. They've got outdoor showers. All you literally need to go inside for is the toilets if you need it. It was very, very pleasant oh, and very well done. Oh, that sounds really nice. Mm, yeah. Ooh. Nice way to spend, an, well, nice way to spend an hour. You get an hour to book, so you get like 50 minutes in the pool and then 10 minutes to get out and change. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have to make the most of that. An hour's not that long. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I haven't been swimming for most, most of this year. <laughs> got in and did one length. It's a 50 metre pool. So I got in, haven't been to the Lido for a very, very long time. Got in what I thought was going to be the shallow end. Stepped off the ladder, realised it was the deep end. <laughs> I was like, whoa! As she plummets under. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Watch the lifeguard swim. <laughs> I don't think even batted an eyelid. If I thought about it, it would have made sense because the baby pool's down the other end. So obviously the shallow end's going to be next to the baby pool. Yeah. yeah. The park over the road opened up a few weeks ago. So I have been going in there and using the climbing frame to kind of practice a bit of my strength stuff. <laughs> Just to try and like save myself. <laughs> I knew it was going to be hard. It's better to lift myself and I definitely can't at the moment. <laughs> it's quite handy having a, um, a playground over there. It then. is, but it's full of kids now. So you have to get up and go how early. How rude. Yeah, how rude. How rude are the children to use it? But can I just say, it's not just for children. It is, it is also for teenagers. They've got stuff in there for like 14, 15 year olds. So oh, okay. I'm not at risk of breaking it. I'm, I'm no bigger than a 14 year old teenage boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously you get mistaken for all, all the time. The time. Yeah. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Sam? Well, I've still been running. I'm impressed, you know. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going out three times a week. Oh, wow. So okay. for three months now, managed now 5.76k. In one go? In, in one go. Oh, well done. <laughs> well done. Um, so, yeah, I've... I've Dare I say I'm enjoying it? Yeah. That's a bit weird, isn't yeah. it? I never thought I'd ever, ever say that. Um, oh, I started making some roses. So although um, I haven't been doing any cakes, mm. um, although I did find a cake in the freezer, which I took <laughs> found out. a cake in the freezer. <laughs> Went for dinner. <laughs> oh, it's a cake. <laughs> There's quite a few bits of offcuts of cake in my freezer. Um, and I think I just made a bit, too much for one of the kids' birthday cakes. Mm. Uh, so I shoved it in the freezer and I thought, 
I wanted to have a go at making those cake sickles. Oh. Yes. I've bought one of those geometric heart moulds. I bought it a couple of weeks ago, so I need to try that. Oh. I'm not sure how you use it because I need to get the cake in the middle and the chocolate around the outside. So do you kind of do a lining and then poke a bit of cake in it and then top it up with yeah, chocolate? So, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just a bit fussy. I'm not a huge fan of candy melts. No, I'm not. So I want to use chocolates. Mm. Um, so I thought I'd have a play around and I've got some white milk and plain chocolate. Mm. So I made up some ganache to put in with my chocolate cake. Okay. So it's really, really rich. <laughs> um, and then uh, I did I did one half for adults and one half for kids because I put a uh, contro <laughs> into the adults. So chocolate and orange goes really yeah. nicely together. Yeah. And then, um, then I just did one with um, ganache and made it into cake pop mix. Mm. Um, the mistake I made was filling it up too much that's what i thought because mine are quite shallow i think you can't actually get that much on it if you want to get it back on it can you yeah no i the first time around i put too much in mm. and then so it filled up and up when i put the chocolate on top i was scraping it i was scraping cake off <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is not a good plan but you know it was eaten anyway mm. so second time around um i did then put less yeah in and put a decent covering of chocolate on the back um they're quite big i think that those the geometric ones mm. are probably quite a nice size because i'm kind of thinking that you get a lot of cake pop it's very rich what, what shape did you do um i've just got the lollipop oh okay yeah they um, are quite big aren't they yeah so so when you take it off and eat it, I mean, my kids devoured it. That's not a problem. Um, but I don't think that I would want to eat yeah. quite so Maybe much. if you didn't make it into a cake pot mix, you literally did sponge. Because on VE day, my neighbour did the little geometric hearts. And that was like, oh, these are really nice. She'd done them with candy melt. And it was literally like a little, like chocolate brownie sort of size, bit yeah. of cake in the middle of it. Oh, it wasn't right. mixed. It was just a bit of sponge, and that was yeah. really nice. Yeah. So maybe that might be the way to go. I was thinking maybe I'd like to make a, like a mousse or something to go mm, inside. Got me getting very fancy. Yeah, I know. But then I'm kind of thinking it's going to have to stay in the fridge, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I need to have a play. Mm. But um, yeah, I quite I quite quite like them. They're a bit different to yeah. cake pops. Um, I just like the size of a cake pop is just about right. Mm. It might not be quite so bad if it's a vanilla sponge or something. Yeah, something but quite plain. But it's, yeah, it's all a bit much, isn't it? A bit yeah. too sweet. Oh, I've done a bit of painting. I did, um, I've got a, uh, oh, this is a hexagon. It's not a hexagon, so it's a cube. <laughs> um, like a six inch, six inch square cube. And I'd covered it a while ago to try some different stuff on it. Cut half the bits off because I didn't like them. And the rest of it is sat there. I was like, right, I'm going to do some painting. So oh. I found this brush that I've had and it's called a dagger brush. Yeah. And it's um, like an angle, quite a steep angle. Okay. So you can paint leaves and stuff with it really easily. Oh. So I did some painting of foliage. And then on the top, inspired by one of my birthday cards, I did some painting. I haven't posted this picture yet. I might do. Um, yeah. Painting of little like paint marks with little gold dots. It looks quite nice. Oh, yeah. That's a bit different. Yeah. So I think I like the paint marks with the gold dots, like the yeah. paintbrush marks with the gold dots. I like that. I think that'd be a nice background for some flowers or something. Yeah. I'm not sure with the leaves. I was just practicing on ice. To be honest, I was practicing painting at that angle rather yeah. than painting flat. So I think it's all very well learning painting on the table, but you've got to be able to paint on the side, on the of, side the of the cake. So it was more for that. Some of it turned out quite nice, but I wasn't really, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was kind of making it up as I went along and it, it turned out okay. I was going to say, sometimes that's the best way though. Yeah, and but I think I like want that. to be able to make what I'm thinking of rather than just like, well, I wonder what happens if I do this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, What else have I done? Uh, I did another demo. Oh yeah. Uh, for, for the Sugarcraft Guild. Uh, so it's three done now. It was quite nice. I did have a little bit of a play during the day okay. of the demo. Why'd you do that? Uh, to create another couple, um, which was quite good because I did go through rather a lot of um, textures in one evening. I think that's the thing. The more you do something, the faster you get. Yes. Because the first few times you're taking your time explaining it. And then by the time you've demoed it sort of seven or eight times, you think, oh, I've said this already and you haven't. It was like yeah. last time you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I did the technique where you roll um, the paste into sausages Oh, Millefiori. Is that what it's called? Mm. Oh, yeah. It's that sounds very bio. posh. That sounds I posh. I it's than... foreign, it's not is posh. It... <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the only other thing that I've been doing is playing Panic Room games. Panic Room games? What is this? 
uh, in Gravesend, we have a, a panic room. Yeah. And essentially, there's lots of different games. So when it was in existence prior to lockdown, uh, you could go with your friends mm. and you you book your room. So, for example, they had one that was Dino Land. Okay. Um, which, unfortunately, sadly, they've got to get rid of because of COVID, uh, because they can't keep it sanitised. Okay. Aww. So that was quite, it was it was fun. But now they're doing them online. Okay. So I hook up with some friends on Zoom <laughs> and uh, we all have the code and we all go in and you try and work out clues ah. online. So it keeps my brain ticking over for an hour or two with a glass of That's wine. That's quite fun. Do you have to book that? No, you can just pay for them uh, online mm. and then the code is sent over to you and you can play it as and when you like. Okay. So what what have we got that's new that's out? Um, We've got loads of stuff. Yeah, we have. Yeah. We? Do you want to start with yours? Um, yeah, okay. So um, I found uh, Katie Sue have got some polar bear family moulds. Okay. Um, they're retailing at fourteen ninety nine. As a set of three, I can't believe, I don't even want to say the word Christmas, <laughs> but it's obviously everyone's kind of been thinking about it and gearing up towards it. Yeah. Um, so the large, they've got a, a large, uh, it's almost like a daddy and a mummy and a baby bear. Um, so the largest one is 80 mil and the 25 mil is the smallest one. Okay. So you get quite a, a quite a nice range. I'm just looking at the polar bear family. So the, the big bear standing on four legs. Yep. Looking straight forward. Yep. There's one the other, sitting, the other big there? bear sitting down, kind of in a bit of a C shape, and the little cub sitting down looking sideways. Yeah. And I like, quite a nice bit of variety. Yeah. I like what people have done with them as well. Someone put them in the fault line. Oh, okay. Oh, Cake. that's nice. They actually look yeah, really nice. And they cool. use their icicle uh, mould as well. Yeah. And had icicles hanging down, so they were like inside. So yeah, I, I thought that was cool. really... Yeah, I thought it was really nice. Um, and the penguin family, uh, which is ten ninety nine. Yeah. Um, that has five different penguins. And actually, I quite like one. There's one with his head hanging down hanging over it's a bit um oh what's happy feet, happy feet. Yeah. <laughs> that's about to bust into a tap dancing yeah. routine. <laughs> oh god no <laughs> so so the largest on that is 55 okay uh millimeters and then the baby goes down to 23 so it gives you kind of like quite a range yeah i really like someone's done this is on the ktc website they've done like little postcards and yes. they look really good it's one yeah. saying chilling out and beautiful Chilling out in beautiful Antarctica with the little penguins. They're really yeah. good. Really nice. Yeah. They've got some nice detailing, I think, mm. on them as well. Yeah. Uh, penguins are 10 99 Oh, are they? they? Yeah. Polar bears are 14 99 Polar bears are 14 99 um, And then I've, I've seen this morning, I saw some uh, texture mats or texture tiles by Sweet Stamp. Um, they're called Outboss. They've had some Outboss stuff before, haven't they? But it was words, wasn't it? I'm sure we, we featured them before. Did we feature them yeah. before? Yeah. Uh, well, so these ones, the different uh, textures, actually quite like the snakeskin one, quite like the texture, um, but they're not very big. I no, can't they're made see... for biscuits, aren't they? They're made yeah. for individual biscuits. I can't which... see. I can't see sizes on there. No, I imagine to be about the size of a coaster. Yeah. But not that there's any sizes, but they've got a little picture of a biscuit which looks like it would fit on it quite yeah. comfortably. But I think if you're making biscuits and cookies, actually, you don't want an enormous, great, unwielding mat. You want one yeah. that you can apply good pressure to and peel it off without wondering where underneath it your biscuits got to. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think you would be very much into into cookies to to get these because yeah. I They're like nice. things that are quite versatile. That yeah, I could use for other things. Yeah, I don't think you could use it for other things because no. they're a little bit too small. Yeah, and I don't think you can pattern match on all the four sides. And I'd, no. I'm not sure you'd want to, to be honest, because no. it would take you so long. But I guess it depends what you're doing with it. So, like, if you were going to do a strip around the middle of a cake or something, that wouldn't be so bad. Or mm. if you were just going to do odd bits here and there, like a sort of shabby chic sort of yeah, yeah. I think that fades oh, yeah. Out if you're going to use little pieces, yeah, I think it'll work. So, I think the days of maybe texturing an entire cake are. Beyond us in terms of and fashions. it's hard work yeah. to do a whole cake yeah. because you you you've either got to put the icing on your cake first, yes, and then texture and then it. texture it, 
because you can't texture it flat because yeah. by the time you've got it off you've rubbed the yeah. texture off so i think if you're doing a cake board actually something like that wouldn't be too bad because no you're, you've not got if you're going to go around the edge yeah area to cover yeah uh so they uh recommended retail price is 1049 mm. which is quite a lot but if you're into cookies and stuff then you know yeah a stack of those would see you through i should imagine. yeah and you wouldn't need that many would you really i mean you buy them as you need it rather than just have them all just in case so. yeah so what have you got um oh are you going to tell us about the cake professionals as well oh yeah oh yes Hang on, bear with me while I flip my page over. <laughs> is it on the other side of the page? And that's why I was forgotten. <laughs> it is. Hold on, hold on. I've got to keep moving now. We'll keep, we'll keep the rustling in. It makes it sound like you've got lots of research. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have, I have. If you're like a newsreader shuffling their pages, which they don't do anymore because they've got their iPads, haven't they? <laughs> um, right, okay. So I, what did I, I've been to the first two conferences yeah. um, and I'd already paid up to go to next year's prior to uh, COVID. But we had uh, an email from Phil Mm. um, saying that actually things are going to be a bit different because no one can foresee, you know, A, whether we're not going to have another lockdown, B, whether, you know, big gatherings can actually go ahead and how that's going to work because it's got to be financially viable at the end of the day. Uh, So what they've decided to do is to go online but not Zoom online. Good. They've done a lot of research into different platforms yeah. and getting ones where you can go off into little groups and you can still discuss and you can ask the uh, the guest speaker yeah. questions and stuff. So it should be quite good. Good. I don't think Zoom's that great. I think if you haven't got perfect internet reception, it, it is very difficult to use. No, I have leads now that go from my computer directly into <laughs> into the hub just to try and give me connection but i suppose at the beginning you don't know no what they're like until no. you start using them and then when you realize that you're fighting other people in your house for, <laughs> for, for wi-fi yeah. <laughs> then it becomes an issue yeah um so they've got some regional events which were already destined to happen this year oh. and the focus of those is to do with cake pricing okay um and how to raise your prices how to handle being undercut um and what to do when you get pricing wobbles mm-hmm. which i'm sure everybody yeah um has issues with uh, so they've got regional events um, happening in uh, Midlands and Wales, which is on Monday, the 28th of September. Uh, the Northwest and Northeast, which is Tuesday, the 29th of September. Scotland and Northern Ireland, which is Wednesday, the 30th of September. The Southwest, Monday, the 12th of October. And the Southeast is Tuesday, the 13th of October. So they're half day um, and they're £35. And I might do one of them, you know. Yeah, I'll well, check my diary. It actually sounds quite interesting. Yeah, uh, I hadn't booked on to doing one of those, but I might change my mind now. Um, <laughs> the so the twenty twenty one conference is now going to be two half days, okay, instead of one whole day, uh, which is the first and second of March. Uh, the cost is now seventy five pounds, uh, which includes VAT. And they're kind of, uh, you know, the opportunities now is that they can have speakers from over the world. Yes. As opposed to, you know. Yeah, there's pros and there's cons, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. The the downside is, you know, you're obviously on a computer and you're physically with people. Although the plus side is you only have to get half dressed. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you get up to go to the loo. (laughs) (laughs) You'll know the people that have not dressed. They'll just fall off a chair sideways. (laughs) And slink down under the table. (laughs) Probably be me. And um, so, yes, they're going to be able to do like spot video calls with other people. You can ask presenters questions at the time. You'll be able to interact with surveys and polls Mm. and join smaller breakout meetings and video talks. And you can have a couple with um, sponsors and there'll be some special offers. Nice. So actually, it sounds quite good. Yeah. Um, it might be quite a nice introduction as well for people who aren't able to go somewhere for a whole day as well. Yes. Because yeah. depending on your commitments, travelling to Reading might not have been possible. And actually, this might be a nice way for people to go, actually, next time we know what, I am going to yeah. 
make more of an effort and make some arrangements so I can go. Yeah, yeah. I think like it, it. Yeah, I think it could work quite nicely. Mm. Obviously, I don't think there's anything quite like getting together with people and physically seeing them. No. But I think how the world is at the minute. Yeah. You don't think, have much choice, do you? you know, know, we don't have much think, choice. So. <laughs> no, I think this I think this will work quite nicely. Yeah. Um oh and I did sorry just to kind of keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so, I know, sorry. There's two other things I was gonna mention. Oh yeah. One was um I've also been watching the Pastry Arts Virtual Summit. Okay. Now you can get a four-day free pass to watch as many tutorials as you like. Okay. And there's some really interesting ones on there. When you say pastry art... It's not all pastry. There's cake stuff on there as well. There's an amazing guy who does pastelage on there. Okay. Um, It's really worth watching. However, don't do what I did. See, if you want to do it, Get your day, get your four days clear. Yes. <laughs> because I went straight on there and went, oh, that looks really good. And then I kind of clicked on all the links and I went, oh, it starts now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was binge watching Yeah, uh, quite a lot, but they've got some really, really good and interesting stuff on there. Okay. Uh, it's well worth watching. I did have rather a large list of what I wanted to watch. Um, and uh, I worked my way through. It's not all demonstrations there's so, some chat in there okay. as well and it's got some really really so what was that stuff. called pastry arts virtual summit okay you can carry on um after the four days um it's 35 dollars for the year and there's magazines well, it's not a massive amount is it but it's not a you massive can do it in amount. four days for free <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and you've got until september so the four okay. days you so you can go in any time between now and september and uh, go on and have a look uh, nice. i do recommend it actually because there's a lot of good stuff yeah. on there and then the last thing you'll be pleased to know, sorry, she rustles past. Um, what was the last thing? I was, oh, I, I did go on to the Cake Decoration and Sugarcraft magazine virtual event. Oh, yes. Which was Saturday. So although our exclusive podcast was on there with them, <laughs> we're not actually out until Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, f- I found it quite interesting. There was a few bits that I was interested in and there was some bits that I wasn't as interested in. I think it was aimed more at beginners, wasn't it, a lot of it? I think so. You, you kind of went onto their website and then you scrolled down and then they had kind of, uh, there was a lot of YouTube tutorials okay the bit they've got a bit about the background of their publishing mm. they've got a little video on um watching the magazine come off the oh stuff. really yeah that's actually that's quite interesting uh so vicky tether was on there from the yellow bee company which mm. i think we featured before yeah um, she made a nice little face um molly robbins was on there she made a hand and she did a pug face okay uh there's there was cakes by lynn's uh she did some oh cakesicles actually which okay. is which was actually quite interesting for me to yeah. watch to see where I'm going wrong <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all to do with the chocolate but anyway um we'll, we'll blame it on the equipment yeah, we'll it. <laughs> it's clearly not me obviously <laughs> um so there was so there was lots of things and I think yes a lot of beginners would find a lot of it quite interesting so, I yeah. couldn't watch it because I was out on Saturday morning, unfortunately. But yes, how very rude. <laughs> um, I have got some other new stuff as well. So Karen Davis has got two new moulds out. There's the Space Cookie Mould and the Dinosaurs Mould. Uh, they're both seventeen ninety nine, and they're both 21 centimetres by... Where, where have I written the rest of it down? Hang on. I'm trying to say 21 by 12. Yeah, 21 centimetres by 12 centimetres. So her larger mould size. Uh, the space cookie has got three astronauts, an alien, um, an alien by itself, two rocket ships, a a moon with a sun sort of half across it, and an alien in a little spaceship. And they've used them as biscuit moulds as well. So you can use them for, to model your biscuits and bake them, or you can use them for sugar paste and sort of icing modelling. Um, the dinosaur ones, these are kind of cute dinosaurs. They remind me of some film, but I can't think what it is. And sort of Barney the dinosaur kind of oh, cute okay. dinosaur sort yep. of thing rather than 
realistic scary dinosaur. Um, there's a baby hatching out of an egg. There's a little tri- friendly little triceratops. There's, I don't know what this one is. It looks like a dinosaur with wings of some kind. Um, there's a very friendly looking sort of T-Rex maybe, but it's quite round. Um, and then a friendly parent of some kind to the baby that's hatching out of the egg. So you get five dinosaurs, one of which is a baby. And again, they've used them for both making cookies and for doing quite nice. She does nice deep moulds, doesn't she? They do. And they're really good quality as well. Um, We've also got Dinky Doodle have launched their metallic drips, which is very nice. Because if you've ever tried to paint a metallic, a drip metallic, I get it everywhere, I'm hopeless. Yeah, we were saying that, weren't we? Yeah. should make it look quite quite nice. Yeah, it? it should do. These come in three colours. So there's a gold, there's a rose gold and a silver. Um, they're 100 gram bottles and it says you just heat them in the microwave or a jug of hot water and then you can drizzle them straight onto the cake, which sounds good. Um, and we, we were saying we like the way she described how much you, you get out of a bottle because <laughs> it, it makes sense to me. So it says they can be reheated as many times as you like. Each 100 gram bottle is enough to go to town on two cakes or use more moderately on three. <laughs> That's the kind of instructions I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It looks like they've you've been using the six inch cake, so you you get a fair amount, and they're twelve ninety nine for a bottle, which yeah. I think for the time you'd save painting the wretched things is probably well worth it. Yeah. Um, the three colours do look quite distinctly different. The rose gold is definitely a lot pinker than the gold, and the silver is definitely silver rather than being yeah. grey or anything like that. So they're rather nice, um, and they're by Dinky Doodle. We also have. Now, this isn't really a new product, but it's something new that we thought we'd mention. Och Cakes, who we've mentioned before with her edible cellophane, has developed some holographic cellophane. Um, lovely. It looks amazing. Um, it's not, unfortunately, food safe because it uses refracting or diffracting grating sheets, which are not currently edible. Um, she is trying to get to raise the money to make an edible version but this is just kind of proof that it would work essentially so yeah that's exciting very exciting completely holographic cellophane in the in the normal sense so it looks clear and then as you move it in the light you get the rainbow effects looks amazing yeah go onto her instagram page and have a look at it it's fantastic yeah and there's a uh, tutorial on youtube as well Uh, and we've also got the purple cupcakes have brought out vegan sprinkles. So we were discussing, like, why do you need... If they if they do the same job and they taste the same and they last as long, maybe they don't. Um, why, why have both? Why have both, yeah. Why not just reformulate them and make everything the vegan yeah. versions? Maybe they will eventually, I don't know. But um, there's quite a few to choose from. They seem to vary between about 345 and 425. Or, mm. four, no, 4.95. Um yeah, I'd say go and check them out, actually, because yeah. I think they're probably ideal to have in your cupboard. Yeah, and they look really nice, again, in the middle of either a fault line or just right on the bottom yeah. or randomly placed on, on bits of cake. Yeah. So, yeah, plenty of new stuff there. Like those. Mm. Well, for today's main segment, we have interviewed uh, Joe Garwell from Cake Decoration and Sugarcroft magazine, as we alluded to earlier. We did release a 10-minute segment of this for their exclusive event on Saturday, but the whole thing is here. It was recorded over Zoom. Uh, me and Sam were in the same house, but we were all both on Zoom in different rooms, rooms because we couldn't make it work for some reason. It worked before we got Joe on and we could hear each other perfectly and be on Zoom. And as soon as we added someone else into it, it, we could, it wouldn't record it? us. So I had to go and sit in my living room with a computer on my knees and, <laughs> and be recorded as if I was not even in the same building. No, no. Yeah, so we have got some sound issues because, as we said before, if your reception is not perfect, the sound, there's just not a lot you can do. It just doesn't. We can only do what we can do with the technology we have in front of us. So please stick with it. It does get a lot better towards the end. Yeah. Um, There's a few sections where it is quite difficult to understand what she's saying, but we thought rather than chop that out completely, it'd be better to leave it in. Yeah. (laughs) So enjoy as much as you can. (laughs) Welcome, Joe. Hi Joe. Hello. You're welcome. Um, would you like to introduce yourself just so that we know kind of what you do and what your job is? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, my name's as you said, Dragal. Um and I am the editor of Cake Decoration Sugarcraft magazine. So that means I am in charge of all of the commissioning, editing, um, and we have a small team as well. 
and we each have various things that we are in charge of. Like I have a colleague who will do the shopping pages and recipe pages, so we all are working together, helping with proofing and things like that. So it's not me doing the entire thing, but no, but then I will oversee everything as it goes through. I guess that most people are really, really interested in how they get their cake into a magazine and published, or a design, or a tutorial. So how do they go about doing that? Okay, so where it all kind of starts from with tutorials, um, it'll be, it's a bit of a mixture of everything really. Um, you've got social media, which is a huge, huge um, obviously industry and a big, has a big impact on what we include. With tutorials, with everything, we have dedicated pages to, um, to everything. We have sites of social that's dedicated to social media, but then they can also we have emailing as well that you know that, that are interested that want to be included. They want you know they, they want to go down and see, things and they want to see their work in print, and they, and they they might have done it before, um, and then now they want to be in our magazine, and so they're getting themselves out there. So it's a little bit of everything. Um, it's could be word of mouth. You know, I've got current contributors who know of people that want to get into the industry and they'll put their work forward. Um, and so then it just starts the conversation um, with me looking at the work and seeing you know, what, what they can do. And it, and it, it does always sound harsh because it's like, well, are they going to be good enough? <laughs> we have a real variety. Um, you know, we, we take people from beginner to expert. So there is a real variety of um, yeah, with the techniques with what they're, they're doing in the first place. So, so do they yes. send over um, pictures to you then? I mean, where yes. do they, when do, where do they, do they send them directly to you or do they send them to someone else or is there someone key that actually deals with all of that? Yeah, it'll go straight to me. Um, <laughs> usually, um, yeah, so I, if, it's, if they want to contact me through email, they will you know, start off an email with um, maybe their history, what they've done in the past, what they're currently up to. Maybe they are hobbyists. Maybe they um, they have a small business. Maybe they're actually quite you know, out there already. Maybe they have a huge social media following and they want to see their work in print. So they might put every email, send a good variety of images. Um, and if they are looking pretty good, then I will be contacting back to say these are great um, and then it'll take it from there with what they need to do um, if it's social media that's usually me stalking people <laughs> <laughs> what a pastime <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, they might start off um, have a hand in feature which is just where um, where we highlight somebody so that might be something Like that. Yeah, when it comes to when it comes to photography, we do have some 
and we have a feature on our blog, um, our residents over it, and a whole feature, because it's something that is, it's a big deal that, that people, you know, in the cake industry need to get that sustenance really, because if you aren't photographing your cakes very well, then they're not going to look great. And attractions, you know, it's, it's the whole package, that whole image, the way it, at the minute, cake displays are a very huge thing. You've got the stands, the backdrop, you know, whether it's, the, I love the geometric, you know, is that you get, um, you know, throw a few little succulents and things in the background, or you get your neon lights, you get all sorts, and um, I love that at the minute. And that just really lifts the cake. But yeah, when it comes to the actual photography, and whether that's people who are submitting cakes, and yeah, the recruiter, everything, yeah, okay, we're going to be in print. You could, potentially could be the cover, cover star. So that could be, it could be an iPhone, it could be a smartphone, because now, the, you know, if you've got an up-to-date phone, your camera's going to be good. So that's absolutely fine. Joe, where where would they where would anyone listening want to if they wanted to go and read the blog about the photography, where would they find that? Okay, so we have our blog which is our hobbies and crafts.co.uk. Yeah. Um yeah, that's where they would go. You just type it into the search, um I believe it's the Brexit tip and yeah, it's all there. Um and mm-hmm. I believe get through it through cake decoration magazine.co.uk as well that'll take you straight to the open page the beginning bit's kind of like submitting your portfolio isn't it I suppose for review and then you decide whether you want to take them on to yeah work. Like it's like a portfolio it's um, you know, it's probably a case of people probably start telling you oh you know you're, you're good enough to be you know, to be out there and it, it depends on the person you know the creative side of everybody they want you know mm-hmm. like themselves in um, in magazines and you know and, and that follows up to our social media and it's not just in a print we you know obviously our brands we have platforms we have our social media we have our website mm-hmm. um, our magazine is also in digital so you know if, you're, if, you, if you are into using videos then we can work with that as well and we put them on our digital um, you know, our digital readers and as well as our website so there's, there are different platforms for everybody but yeah, in the very, very initial stage is getting the photography staged well. <laughs> that your cakes look great and, and look appealing. And as soon as I you know, open an image, wow, that looks great. Obviously, when you get to that point, you're hoping that the standard isn't really there. And it might be a case of one particular technique, but I think picture that focus for the day. So do you tend to play per tutorial or do you contract people for like a longer period and go like we want six things on this thing or so our particular our magazine um, we pay per, per tutorial and um it's a different obviously you're not the same how much but yeah that's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so we um yeah we have an have a green with each um contributor so it will be a set amount for the work that they do per cake. Do you insist on exclusivity in the sense that obviously you're not going to be able to put that tutorial in print somewhere else but can it be something that maybe they've previously exhibited at an exhibition or taught as a kind of in-person class or anything like that or do you need to be something completely new? Ideally um, exclusivity would be key however we've done um, when it was show season for example at the end of last year um, one of our contributors, Emma Stewart, got gold, and I, when I spoke to her at the show, I said I'd love to feature this cake at time. So there's, there's links there where, yes, okay, her cake has already been seen on her social media, might be, but yeah. we did it a little bit differently and we did a tutorial on one tier. So, yeah, so it, and obviously the whole talk, you know, the whole point of it was it was thrown into the show. And, yeah. But, mm-hmm. Generally, exclusivity would be key, um, and you know, people don't post things. So, who does the layout for the for the magazines? Does it come to you as like, a separate attachment of all the images and a bit of text, and you put it together, or do you get templates you have to fill in, or how does that work? 
So when they um, set everything in as a tutorial, they set in, um, I mean, different people have different ways of how they're comfortable sending my kit. Ideally, uh, you can send things in as these are your main images, these are, these are the main cake images, then you've got your steps. So the will come through um, you know, by you transfer Dropbox, different ways like that. Then you've got your Word document, which will be the project list, um, the tools um, that you need to edit with your equipment, and from there, the steps. Okay, that's that's a, just a great little way that's tying it all together, um, and it all makes sense, it all matches, it all makes sense. And then I will edit it, um, so that obviously everyone has different writing styles, everyone has different ways you know, speaking, so I just edit it through so it's all house style and resave it and then it all goes through to our design team and then she designs it. We have a set template for how tutorials will look and how other features will look um, and she will take it from there. For stuff when you're editing, things like that might not be food safe or that has got pictures of fakes and all that sort of stuff in it. And yes, it's definitely something that's been key over the last mm-hmm. year or so. Um, the fakes uh, issue. Yeah. <laughs> and it has come up. Um, we have done features on it actually. Uh, yes, six months to a year. And um, it's definitely something that we want to make sure that we're part of, that we're, you know, that we're, we're aware of it and that we're, we're keeping an eye out for it all. And, you know, we don't want to. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's definitely something we are keeping an eye out for to make sure that we don't go down that road. Joe, when you send stuff out to, like when you're linking with uh, somebody that's doing a tutorial, do you send them like a, a list of, you know, don't use um, non-edibles or if you do explain where they go and uh, and the fakes and things like that before they actually start? Do they know that? We don't actually have that discussion. Um, I don't know if it's kind of a bit of an unwritten, when it comes to the non-edibles, they are definitely highlighted and then they'll be highlighted in the magazine as well. For example, you've got your wire, wire out, you know, if you're putting a, a stick through, you know, <laughs> doing something. So, yeah, all those things need highlighted. Do you prefer to feature sort of well-known names or do you prefer to go for lesser-known people to, like, be the ones to discover them or is it a bit of a mix? Definitely a mix. I would say over the last few years, um, we been lucky enough to have lots of up and coming people that have gone on to be fantastic and gone on to be seen on TV, for example, Zoe Bairnster, she won our first ever award, um, we had a cake decorator of the year, um, great, great British cake decorator um, award, and she won our very first one, and she's gone on to shows on TV now, so we've seen people like her grow, and it's just been amazing to see, and we, but then we have others that are already fantastic. Um, mm. not, yeah, you can't, also can't name them all, but you know, you've got Holly Robbins who works so regularly. Um, and it's just great to keep the relationships. Obviously, you do want the people who are well known because if somebody's new to my scene, and that might catch their eyes, but should we put them on the front cover? But everybody has to start up somewhere. You, mm. know, you can't have everybody, or we're only looking for people who are of a you know, well known level. So there are so many people out there. I mean, I just I control Instagram all day, um, <laughs> looking through people, and there are so many fantastic people out there. And if they are keen to get into magazine, then I will definitely support them in, in that way. And um, you know, we've had quite a few people lately. Um, you know, are, are, that are just are new to the magazine. They've got a great Instagram followers, like social media followers, but. I mean, like for example, Lindsay Jackson from Kate's by Lynn, she's been in the last three issues um, and a cover star for her first issue. And yes, she's new to the magazine, but she's not new to social media, she does all classes and everything. So, yeah, so it, it, we've just got such a mixture, um, and it's so great to see that mixture all working together in the magazine as well, because that mm. also covers different levels, because you don't want to get the, you know, those that are not the well known because they've been in the industry longer and therefore they might be deemed as a little bit out of reach level wise for the beginners mm-hmm. so we don't want to stick so we just want to make sure that we've got a whole different range of levels as well 
how far how far advanced does the magazine plan so like if you're doing i don't know say the christmas edition how far back do you actually start planning those um, we actually plan at the beginning of the year for the entire year. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, um, I plan as much in advance as we can because obviously you need to give cake artists enough time to prep. Um, everybody has deadlines with it. A lot of the cake artists they they have their own businesses as well, so they are snowed under in other ways. Got lots of things going on, um, so everybody likes. To work to deadlines um, and know what they're doing for the next six months to a year. I kind of set it out of these are the themes, you know, and then set it out to the contributors that we've got, and the existing ones, um, and obviously new ones will come along as we go. And then that doesn't necessarily mean every single page in the magazine is covered, it just means a few tutorials are found, not necessarily always what they're going to do, but just that person is, is looked in for those issues. Um, and then from there, a lot of contributors do like to add what they are actually going to do. And then from there, we'll sort of ideas from the themes that have been set out. And they'll say, actually, I'm going to do every other issue for the year. This is what I'm doing. Sorted. It's all in. Um, and I've got the spreadsheet, so I know what's going where. And obviously, there are lots of changes. And there are, I mean, if this year has <laughs> been... <laughs> yeah. The last minute change. So from um, with lockdown and um, with everything that's been going on this year, we've had to make a lot of changes to the Um So there's been a lot of adjusting and making sure everything is um, a little bit more set in stone than we would normally do because we really need to know what we're doing over the next few months. So um, yeah, so there's a there is a lot of planning, but it's not rigid. Um, I can move things around, but a lot of things timely as well. So, a Halloween cake, for example, I'm like, it has to go on that edition. If it's, if it's missing that edition, I've got to wait a year. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot I can do about that, but some of the things like the summer ones are quite nice. So, how far in advance is your publishing deadlines then? So, when you've got all the stuff, when so I've got, got all the stuff, um, I always say it's four weeks, but it's usually less. <laughs> Um, so I don't know, averagely it's four weeks um, from, but I normally get things in before that. We do have things in early, not everything will be in, as much as I'd like it to be, but with that, we don't you know, do that, but it's, um, yeah, most things are in and ready to go, and then, yeah, we'll have like a few a few weeks, and then that'll be my first deadline, and then it's the Okay. So, so what happens? I mean, so throughout the year, you must see trends kind of come in. So, how do you suddenly then adjust? Because presumably, you want to incorporate some of those trends. If somebody's booked in, I will ask them, "Can you actually not do that? Could you do this?" Yeah, yeah. Well, for example, the beginning of this year was all about the you know the colour kind of the year being blue, so that was it. Every like the January, February, we need to get as much blue in. Um, we need to make sure we're covering this, which is absolutely fine. So yeah, so there, there are. It is hard because you're planning ahead. But what if something comes yeah. in and you don't want to look old hat? And it's, yeah, it is tricky. But luckily, I find with cakes, um, the trends that new ones come in, but the other ones are still hanging around. Yeah, really look. Completely old hat because something else is coming in, and that that was already still there. For example, like the drip, the drip effect. For quite a while now, but people are doing different things with it. Like you've got marbling underneath. Yeah, it's all different ways of doing it, so you're keeping with with the times. But um, yeah, as much as we can. Um, for example, I mean, it's the issue that I'm going to be working on next, the September issue. Um, there's a particular technique that I'm Dying to get into there, but I'd say we're surprised. There's been a technique that I've been wanting to get involved um, quite a while, so I just need to make to get that in there. I'm just trying to slot it in there while I can. So, uh, so do you know what I was just about to say? We usually do like a one to watch 
on our on our podcast of of people that we that come through our feed and that we really like. And I was thinking, oh well, maybe you've got a trend to watch, but you have, and you're not going to tell us. <laughs> buttercream cakes in the middle of summer for for your addition yeah very true not ideal how's um, publishing changed since things have gone more online because obviously going back sort of 20 years and magazines were the way that everyone found out about new things that were going on about trends how they learned whereas now with the sort of explosion of the internet how has that changed running a magazine so I mean, massively. I've been in uh, publishing for 10 years, um, over 10 years now, actually. And, um, when I first started, it was a magazine. You had a magazine. It had a website, but the website was kind of in the background. Um, wasn't really quite as important, but it was there that well, we really should be doing something with the magazine, uh, with the website, sorry. And then it was all about the magazine. And... Over those years, I mean, it's changed so much where you just know people are Googling and people are YouTubing and people are using different ways to get their information. Mm -hmm. And we completely are aware of that and we have to make sure that we're there. (laughs) We're there with the Googles and we're there with the YouTube. So we're there when people are searching. And yes, we have... Um, the print side of getting information to people but we also have our website we also have our blog we also have our social media you know on, and the website as a whole we have all these different ways we have a youtube channel we have every all of those ways of getting that information we can actually get more information to people in those ways because print just x amount of pages mm. but with so you actually have a lot more scope to get more out there. Um, I suppose you're not limited as well to like once a month either. Or you can put stuff up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's something that we've struggled with us to get our head around. That, that we work in deadlines. When you work in magazine, you're like, no, this is, I have to get this piece of work done by this day. And then it goes to print. But with digital, it's a case of, hang on a minute, I, I could just put that on the website <laughs> now. Right now, yeah. we get that out there. There's no deadline, there's no, oh, you know, we should wait. If something is on track, why can't we just get it out there now? Because that's what we're, you know, it's one of those things we have to change our mindset. No, we need to just get things out there as soon as we can. Um, and the magazine is part of that. It, it all it goes in hand in hand. So. Do you have someone that's dedicated to the social media? Or is it a matter of you just do it? A little bit of both. Um, I do do it. Um, I do the majority of it, um, but we do have somebody, we have our lovely Anna, who works on the digital aspects of our, um, of our brand. So she, she works on the website. She does do some of the social, um, she will do all of the digital stuff as uh-huh. well. Yeah, we do, we do have a person that does that, but no, I do do it as well. Do you feel like you've got a different demographic online and in print as terms of your readers? Um, a little bit, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's quite a 
tried to do retail resumes but they never you just want to be at a till in a shop and just yeah. see who's buying the magazine it's because i always find it so interesting but the best way of knowing who our subscribers are for example um for me has been at the shows i'm very on it talking to people at the shows is always a massive help um, for what they want to see in, in the magazine and what they're liking so far, disliking. Um, it's always just such good feedback. But on, online, it's just such a community feel, um, really working together, and especially Instagram, there's such this real Instagram community feel uh, that just has that little bit of a difference to the print. But I think as well with print, the main thing that we've noticed, obviously, the change of it, is some people, they just like to hold something mm. and then hold that magazine in their hands. Um, and that would be many of our subscribers have been subscribers for years and years. So, I, I mean, I, I am the same, really. I've, I've, I've always had magazines the day of getting smash hits when I was younger, you know. I, <laughs> Giving away your age now. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just always loved all those magazines. Um, yeah. So it's no surprise that I ended up working in, the, in that industry. But, um, it's nice to be able to pick them up again, isn't it? And go back and look over stuff and yeah. revisit stuff so that you wanted to do. The recipe books is the same, but people obviously like to have it there and tend mm. to have it all there. But there's a whole other generation now when people actually know they prefer to have their, their tablet and mm. some recipes and have things there. You know, I, I mean, I feel the same, I'm trying to do a recipe on my phone. There's, there is that, and we've, we've got to make sure that we're moving with the times with it, which we are, and, and making sure that we continue to do so. Do you feel like your audience is maybe a little bit more global online? So I don't know what countries you are publishing in. Do you know, is it just the UK, or do you yeah, publish no, abroad? Um, it is predominantly UK, but it's, all, it's international, all over the world. But yes, we do get a lot of international and social media um, yeah, it always, always kind of surprises me when you just see someone and you think, oh, they're from that country. And you're always <laughs> fascinated. And yeah, it's going to all over the world. So I just think it's really interesting. Like, I feel that magazines in print have had a hard time selling lately. But by the same token, if people want to feel like they've made it, that's kind of a standard they judge it by. It's like, mm-hmm. I've got a book, I've been in print. It's like a symbol of you doing well, but it's something that people aren't so keen to actually fork out and buy anymore. It is tricky, and um, obviously with lockdown, you weren't really supposed to be going out, and mm. then going out to buy a magazine was really deemed as a treat, um, unless you're getting it with your, your general food shop. So that was something that we had to get our minds around very quickly, mm. um, and make sure everything online was ready and, and ready to go, and, and we can push digital um, editions as well. So... Yes, there is all that, but at the same time, um, there hasn't been any drop or anything like that with, with the, 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 the want for it, the want to see a magazine, see people work in a magazine. I mean, I completely agree with it. You know, that feeling of when you see your first piece of work in writing and you see your name in a magazine, and I think there's a real sense of pride and achievement yeah. about that. I know that, especially within the cake industry, the whole when you get to a certain point, it's all about showcasing and getting out there and people, you love the you love the compliments and you love it. Mm. It's another lane for that. It's another um, route to go down is, is seeing it in print. And, and you get to and keeping that magazine, you get, oh, you know, my name's here, or my, you know, especially if you're a bumper star. I mean, that's always a, you know, a fantastic surprise for people. So I, I do like to keep it surprised. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's lovely. <laughs> It's not the same, is it? Like, you keep Treasure Magazine that you've had your cake in the cover of, but to go, I was, like, the top picture on that blog post is not really the same thing, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, yeah, I always hope that magazines are always still out there because, you know, it's a lovely thing to have. But, yeah, it's... Um... Exactly. Well, I look forward to seeing um, September's magazine there. Thank you for giving thank us you. your time. Oh, yeah. no, thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you ever so much for having me. It's been really lovely. Okay, bye. 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 That was our interview with uh, Joe Garwell from the Cake Decoration and Sugarcraft magazine. We hope you found it useful and interesting. Uh, we'll be back in a mo after a short break with our ones to watch.
Welcome back. Um, Erica, what's your one to watch this month? My one to watch is, and I've, I've agonised over this a lot because I have so many people that I want to talk about and <laughs> I can only pick one. Um, I have gone for Cakes by Timbo. So this is Timbo Sullivan, who's based in Ohio in the USA. Um, it looks like he has come to fame, shall we say, um, from the Food Network. So they've had a programme which he's been on. It says four times Food Network winner. Wow. So he's been on it quite a few times. Um, I really like his decorated biscuits, but he does, he's got two or three main sort of trademark should we say um, does a lot of sort of superhero type faces does a lot of america i say american takeaway yeah. just in the sense that the big portions the sort of dripping cheese in the burgers um the shrimp the wings that sort of stuff so although you do get takeaway in england it's not the same kind of takeaway this is like american takeaway which looks amazing i mean look at the burger look at that I know. The shine on that's perfect, isn't it? It's amazing. It actually looks like... A burger. I was saying it looks like real food. It is real food. It's cake. (laughs) (laughs) But I really like his biscuits, and I think they're really quite different. So for quite a few, he's done a little seafood crab and chips. Um, That one is not iced. It's airbrushed directly onto the biscuit, and it looks incredible because you get all the texture of the biscuit. Um, He does seem to use airbrushes quite a lot, and to very good effect. Yeah, they're so amazing. I'm just looking really at nice. one that's got like an eye and a oh, yeah, tongue and yeah, a yeah, yeah. teeth the and one. oh, yeah. but the detail they they grim. But oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that this a, is a goldfish. Fish. Yeah. So he has done classes um, in various things, and he's doing some things online as well. So there's there's quite a lot to choose from. I just like his styles. Very bold. Very. I don't even know what the word is. It's not bold. Realistic. Yeah, realistic, <laughs> but cartoony at the same time. Yeah. But yeah, I really like it. Really, really like it. Um, he seems to have a line of hats out as well. So you can get Does yourself he? a little cake hat. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really like his cakes. Well, he's got some little tutorial bits on here as well, hasn't he? Yeah, um, that's how I was... I didn't mention this in the episode, but I mentioned it to Sam earlier. Um, I watched online. It was the um, Icing Inspirations Insiders Cake Community on Facebook. He did a little section on that on how to do his little crab biscuits um and that was really really good so yeah love it he is my one to watch right well we'll be watching him a lot more then Mm -hmm. who's your one to watch sam uh so my one to watch is arati mirji apologies if i pronounce your name wrong i'm quite good at that i think (laughs) um so arati is in uh india we discover she's in southern india isn't she um a place called Bengaluru. Um, she has won, unsurprisingly, Cake Masters Awards for her flowers um, in 2018. She's won Cake International Awards. And if you recognise her name, it's because it's now on a flower paste um, that is, well, now we're going to discuss how you pronounce sugarin or sugarin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But her flowers um, are actually stunning. Yeah, they're um, very, very realistic. They've got that real delicacy to them, haven't they? Yeah. There's um, no heaviness at all. They're not kind of sterile and solid. There's quite a fluid kind of thing to them. and Yeah, there's a lot of movement and life to them, isn't there? Yeah. And the way she's put them together is very natural and realistic. It's as if you've gone to the garden and... Yeah, pick them straight out. Garden and then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's got some absolutely amazing, oh, these gladioli. I'm um, impressed with the protea. Look at them. Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. Oh, so when you just love to make something like that. Um, the pom-pom dahlias that she does uh, is absolutely incredible. In fact, actually, she's recently oh, she's got an online tutorial for the pom-pom dahlia. Okay. Um, i to check that out. But I don't know whether it's... It was just a live thing. I'm not sure. 8 p.m. or 3.30 UK time, but it was on the 28th of June. If it's so a we... Facebook thing, you can generally watch them back after, so can't you? you? might have to check that out and have a look. Yeah. Because um, actually, uh, I'm in love with her flowers. And she's got a parrot tulip. And I made a parrot tulip once, and it doesn't look anything like that. No, I think parrot tulips are very difficult to get right, and they look right. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I won't show you mine then. <laughs> Don't worry, mine are similar. They look like something's had a bit of an accident. 
Uh, so yeah, I would say go and check out Arati dot on Instagram. Um, she is called. I'm just going to give uh, Sweet Symphony Sugar Artist. Um, she's on Facebook as well um, as Sweet Symphony SA. I should actually say what Cakes by Timbo's Instagram handle is as well, shouldn't I? That would be a bit that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> He is Cakes by Timbo, all one word. Um, cake and cookie, sugar artist and instructor, Ohio, four times Food Network winner. And he has an Etsy shop, um, which I'm just going to now to see what is on it, because I haven't actually clicked this link before, uh, which has got some of the hats on. It's got some, oh, it's got his cookie tutorials on as well, including oh. the little gory oh. Halloween one that you like. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you can get some tutorials on there. Uh, you can buy templates on there for less than the tutorials. Oh, I have to have a nosy. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you again <laughs> for listening to us. Uh, we'd love it if you'd leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, we'll link the things we've mentioned in the show notes below. As usual, you can follow us on Instagram at the Sugarcraft Junkies. And we will be back on the 9th of September. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah, don't even think that far. <laughs> we'll be back on the 9th of September when we're talking websites and social media. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.